The IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. It is me, IZ Robots, and I am joined by my sweet little dog, Dr. Jones, who's come to the room and is now left. They don't like it when I make the radio guy voice. They prefer it when I make the uh when I make the talking to the dog voice. It sounds sounds a little more like this. Hey baby, what are you doing, baby? Oh, little baby Jay. I love you, baby Jay. It sounds it sounds like that. They don't like the uh the exaggerated radio nerd icy robots voice. But uh we are back for another exciting episode of the Stuck at Home show. We are still we are still stuck at home. It's still okay. We still have our sanity about us. It's all it's all good. It's all fine. We're gonna we're gonna start this off, and I think that um the way I'm gonna try to start these off from from this point forward, and who knows how long this will uh, last as far as a declaration. But I think I think that I'm gonna start these off by just kind of talking about what I did the day before, if that's of any interest to you, because I, I realize a lot of you guys got a lot of time to fill now. There's a lot of hours in the day and a lot of time stuck in the house, so I'll I'll explain to you what I did. I got up at like 7, 7.30. I still get up early. I don't even know why. I get up early. I go to bed early. I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too out of sorts with this. I think it's really important to maintain a schedule, because at some point you're going to have to go back to normal life. At some point things are going to be great. At some point the sun is going to shine again in our lives, and we're going to have to go back to normal so you want to be as near your normal schedule as you possibly can. So I get up, and then I, I ate breakfast. I had a uh, a bagel, a bagel with some um, some bacon on it, like a small mini bagel, like a half a bagel, a little a little bagel ito. And then I uh, I answered some emails, and I wrapped some packages. I sold some junk on eBay that I had to that I had to ship out. That took a while, and then I. I did some chores, I vacuumed, I emptied the garbages, I did the dishes, I did some laundry. It's really, it's really important to maintain the uh, cleanliness of your environment also. You gotta, you gotta straighten up every day. You gotta clean up every single day. The war against filth is an ongoing war that goes on and on and on and on. And then I, then I hung around the house a little bit, I read, I uh, watched a movie on Netflix, it was called The Platform. It was, it was pretty wacky. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it too much because it was gross. It was horror. There was gore. There was cannibalism. All kinds of, all kinds of yucky stuff like that. If that sounds like something you want to see, then by all means check it out. I thought it was, um, I thought it was a good movie. It was just, it was just weird. It was just disturbing. It was, uh, it was fun though. But um, then, then the wife came home. We went for a walk. I, uh, I hit up the Pokestop. Three separate times yesterday. I got to go around the house, around the corner, through the middle school, and across the street to get to the Pokestop. I did that three separate times. I walked the dog. I just kind of diddled and dorked around. But it was it was all good. It was all fine. And then I uh, I took a uh, delightful bubble bath. Uh, Calgon took me away to end the relaxing day. The wife and I watched... Uh, what did we watch? We watched the latest Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is such a good show. It's so great. I... I think in some ways it may be better than Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad's great, don't get me wrong. Breaking Bad is one of the greatest things ever on, on television. But I I do kind of think that I enjoy Better Call Saul better. But that could also be just because Better Call Saul is on TV right now. And Breaking Bad's in the past. I don't know. This is something to uh, re-examine a different day some other time out there. I, I don't know, man. I'm just doing my best to enjoy the time I have. I think that... I think that in the future, in the far-flung future, when things are back the way they are, when we're just, like, 
bustling around, going to Walmart, spending our time at Target, going to the movies, doing all these things that we we occupy ourselves with. I think that I think that we're gonna look back at this time, this time of free time, this time of being being stuck in the house is like maybe something we should have cherished more. Like maybe we should have tried to enjoy this time that we have because in reality, when you look at life, when you look at life and you look at all the things that you have in life, the single most important thing that there is is time. Time is all you have. Time is on a very limited basis. Time is more valuable than money. You could get all the money in the world, but you're not going to get all the time in the world. And right now, you're being given a lot, a lot, a lot of time. So take this time, do something with it. And I think, I just think of the future, we're going to look back and we'll, we'll maybe regret that we didn't get more out of that time that was available. And I think one thing that will be interesting too is um, nobody will ever, not ever, be able to say what I would do if I had the available time. You'll never be able to go, you know, I would be a uh, karate black belt. If I had the time, because the time was there and you didn't become one, even though you can't really become a black belt in that time. But you didn't you didn't do anything toward that goal. I uh, if I had the time, I'd learn to play guitar. Well, guess what? You could have. I guess you don't necessarily have a guitar. And that's that's one of the things with this. You kind of just have what's around you. But I think that I just think that we're going to look back and we're gonna go. I don't know, man. Maybe I should have done more with it. So don't don't be that guy. Do more with it now. While you're in it, do something interesting with the time that you have. That's just my advice to you. I was, uh, I was also, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about role-playing games, like TSR, like D&D and stuff. And, um, I, I used to have Top Secret. I got it at the, uh, Sebastopol Flea Market. Top Secret was the, um, it was like a sister game to Dungeons and Dragons. But the, the gimmick of this one is like, you were like a spy. You were like James Bond or whatever, like an American James Bond. I had this game and I I was like way into it. I, I thought it was so fun. I did have, I had some like D&D stuff, but this was like the only like complete in the box kind of game that I had. I had the dice that came with it and everything. And I thought this was, I thought this was cool, but I could never find anyone to play with me. So I would, I would like roll up characters and, and, and do things like that to kind of, kind of while away the time I remember like bringing this to school all the time and dudes were like dudes were like crazy into Dungeons and Dragons one thing that I remember about like the Dungeons and Dragons dudes at the school was like only like the rich kids only like the rich preppy kids when I went to um Binkley Elementary there were like rocker kids and like different kids and then there were like more like upper crust like preppy sort of kids right kids with like Izod shirts and that kind of thing there's kids like this everywhere you go and they they were the ones that were into D&D because they were the ones that could afford the sets. Like, me and the other nerds that I hung around with, we might have, like, a, a like a piece of a set, like, maybe a module or a book. But the the rich kids, you know, the, the James Spader types, they were the ones that could get the whole thing. So we were kind of, not really, but sort of, like, frozen out of, like, a full-on D&D campaign. We were just kind of, like... We would kind of like hang around the outskirts and like hope that we could we could get in. And then when I got up on this uh, this set, uh, top secret, I thought this would be like my entree into in, in, into this circle because I had I had my own set, but I could never get them to like want to stop the campaign that they were on and start up with this new game. And eventually, eventually, I kind of gave it up and I, I would just sort of dork around the house with it. I I have this cousin. He's like an older cousin. His name is Lenny. I. I don't know whatever happened to Liddy. I have no idea. I haven't seen this guy in forever. But he used to come down to the house all the time. He 
He lived in the Hollywood Hills, right? He was a stand-up comic who was also, like, a bodybuilder. And he wrote, like, a cartoon. He had, like, a cartoon strip that was in, like, some, like, local free paper in the area. And he was trying to, like, shop it around as a book. Like, dude was super jacked. Dude was jacked. When I look back, Homeboy must have been on on the juice. I don't want to accuse anyone of that, but he, he looked like he might have been on the juice. He looked like... He looked like a shorter version of uh, Don Morocco. Like, he was really, really tanned, really bronze with, like, giant guns. I thought he was, like, the coolest guy in the world. And when he came down to visit one time, I, I convinced him to uh, to play top secret with me, right? Like, I rolled up a character before he came down. He was probably, like, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years older than me. Like, I'm, I'm, well, it must have been more than that. I'm in, like, elementary school. I'm in, like, sixth grade. And dude is, like, off living on his own. So dude was, like, way older than me. I'm thinking he was in his, like, maybe, like, mid to late 20s. You know, cool guy. Swinging single bachelor. Hollywood Hills. And I'm, I'm like, rolling up a character. I'm just like, this is Lenny the super spy. When he gets here, I'm going to, like, I'm going to get him to play with me. And he did. He was nice enough to indulge me for a while. But then this is where the story takes a sad turn. I, I, I hate even, like... I hate even, like, thinking about things like this. It bums me out. But I, um, I went off to the restroom, and when I did, he started, like, talking to my uncle, like, when is this kid gonna leave me alone? Doesn't he get that, like, I don't want to play this game with him? Like, that, like, that kind of stuff, and it devastated me. I was just, like, I was so devastated that I slunk from, like, the bedroom, bathroom, just, like, directly into my bedroom. I didn't even come back out, and I, I don't know, that was whack. There are periods now when I have to, like... I have to, like, hang and clang with, like, younger relatives. And I enjoyed this time. I tried to I tried to hang out with them. I tried to get to know them. I tried to play with them. I would never, like, talk junk about them. Especially when they're within, like, earshot. I was only, like, a couple feet away. I hadn't even, like, gone completely, like, into the bathroom and shut the door. I was, like, I was, like right there. And he said it loud enough for me to hear. I, I don't have, like, really fond feelings of this guy, um this cousin Lenny. I, I don't even know what ever happened to him. Honestly, I, I I was trying to piece all this together when I was like thinking about this story and I was like, I was in my Calgon, like taking my soak. And I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about Top Secret, the game Top Secret. And this dude started like flooding back into my memory. The story started like flooding into my memory. And I'm like, I wonder what ever happened to Lenny. I have no idea. I texted my mom earlier in the day, seeing if she had some idea, but I haven't, I haven't heard back. This was this was kind of a downer story, but we gotta, we gotta get the lesson from this. Is like, when you're hanging and clanging with your younger relatives, live up to the expectations. Do your best. They're looking up to you. They're thinking you're like the coolest guy in the world. Like I thought he was. And it's just like, it's devastating if you take that trust, if you take those feelings and muck about with them. But at the same time, TSR was dope, and they made a lot, a lot, a lot of fun uh, role-playing games. Aside from D and D, I guess. Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. Grapple against the forces of evil as a Marvel Comics superhero. Hunt adventure and glory as Indiana Jones. The all-new role-playing games of TSR and Dungeons and Dragons. Unleash the power of your imagination. Hello. Again. I 
wants you to know that we are being most sincere in our wish to give you the trip to the Bahama in person. But there's always someone with me when you are home and they are finally gone we shall deliver to you the trip to the Bahama in person. I got a, uh, I got a, a tweet. I got a Twitter message from my dude, Mark. My dude, Mark Alley, the world-famous author. And he, he, he posted to me a question that I thought was, was, was a pretty good one. Pretty interesting question. He asked me, how did I first get into hip-hop music? I'm like, I, I had to think back. I had to think back a lot and, like, try to, try to dig deep. And this is, a. Uh, this is this is what I, I've I've come up with. I think that maybe the first time I ever heard like hip hop music of any sort was that uh that Blondie song. Like one time I remember I turned on the radio and I was like flipping through the dial. This was back when like radio was was like a thing that you would do. And I was like I was like turning through the dial and I came upon that Blondie song. And then there's like the rap part about like eating cars and all that. And this like. This blew my mind. I had no idea, like, what this even was. I remember it was just like, it was like the weirdest thing I had ever heard in my life. And it was awesome. And I I waited and waited and waited until I heard that song again on the radio. And I, I had it on tape. And I would play this tape all the time. I taped it off the, uh, off the radio. In my memory, it was on KZST, which is like the number one, like, radio station around here. But it, it's like... It's like an easy listening, like, kind of radio station. It's the kind of radio station that'll be, like, in your, in your dentist office or whatever. Like, you could, you could play it at your, at your grocery store because nothing offensive will ever happen in any way. But that's, that's where I remember hearing it. But that doesn't, that doesn't feel right. But anyway, I kind of, like, listen to the song, like, day after day after day. And then, then one day I mentioned it to this guy I knew named Mike who lived way down the street from me. This guy, Mike, really cool guy, had some kind of weird living arrangement that never made any sense to me. That's, that's a story for another, another episode. But this guy was like a really cool guy. And he was like all up on all kinds of like different sort of music. You know how, how there's always like that one kid who knows everything about music that you've like never, ever heard of, like in your life. And this was, this was this guy, Mike. And I was telling him about the, this Blondie song. And he's like, oh, that's hip hop music, dude. That's hip hop. And he started he started talking to me about like all these like different groups I'd never not ever heard of. And he he had a bunch of tapes. He had a cousin who lived out of state and he he and this cousin would like trade like uh mixtapes back and forth, right? And on one of the mixtapes was like a bunch of like hip hop jams and he he loaned it to me and I eventually made a copy of it. He made a copy of it for me. It had like nucleus you know that song Jam on it and like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and all 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 this stuff. And I I used to play this tape like night and day, night and day. I was just like I was so into it. Eventually, like rap became more kind of mainstream when uh Run DMC popped up and I, I remember seeing like Run DMC on MTV and they they absolutely became my jam. My dude Mark asked if that song with them and Aerosmith, he's like, is that is that real hip hop? And dude, absolutely, ten thousand percent. That's like, that's like the most influential song in in the history of rap. Like that is, that's the song that was so many people's entree into the world of rap. There's never been a more important song than uh, the Run DMC Aerosmith "Walk This Way." But um, once once they popped up, like rap tapes 
became more available over at the uh, at the warehouse like and then I just I just kept digging deeper and deeper and deeper into it. I don't know, man. It became it became the the first music that like absolutely felt like my music. Like I, up until then, I was listening to like you know the songs I would hear from my dad in the car or like my mom in the house. This was like the first music that was just like all me and all mine to discover. And what made it like really cool to me was that it was like a new like emerging musical style. So. Everything that came out was like, was like breaking new ground. It was going forward, forward, forward. Whereas like all the songs that like I would listen to on like KFRC or the oldie station like, or, you know, with my dad when he was zipping around in the Maverick, all those, all those songs were old. And that's not to say that they're, they're not good because they are, but, um, they were, they were his and they had already the, the, like the societal importance of these songs I was hearing on KZST wasn't in the present. It was in the past. It was in the 60s, it was in the 70s, even, like, the 50s. But, like, hip-hop's societal importance was, like, it was, like, here and now. And I wouldn't have put it in that way when I was a kid, but it was absolutely a truth, and it was absolutely something that I recognized. Because, like, every tape that came out was, like, inventing a new style. Not literally every tape, but, like, every month there was, like, some new tape in Source magazine that was, like, inventing an all-new style of rap. And it was all... It was all just so exciting. It was just all, all so great. Mark, I appreciate your kind words that you send. And I also appreciate this question, man. That was, that was a good one. If you guys got anything that you want me to talk about, hit me up at Robots on the tweets, facebook.com backslash Robots. I will do my best to get to, like, as many of these things as I can. I mean, like, I got nothing but time right now. Nothing but time. Power Records presents Power Records presents Power Records presents Hi, Dad. Thought I'd drop by to pick you up for dinner. Well, I must say, it's about time. Moments later in the hall outside. I... I... John, are you all right, son? You're white as a sheet and you're trembling. I... I'm sorry, Dad. I've been under a strain. Nothing I can do. I'm changing. Changing. Whoever was present in this creature a moment ago is Now there is only an animal seeking someone. It runs through the darkness. Now and then it climbs and leaps from roof to roof as it hunts its quarry. And that quarry is man, one particular human. I see robots. You were listening to the Stuck at Home show. We haven't seen the daylight in weeks. All right, this is me, and we're back. I I sent out a call for questions the other day. I hit you guys up. If anybody wanted to know anything about anything, I would I would be willing to answer. And good uh good pal of the show Ray reached out to me via Facebook, facebook.com backslash icy robots, and he he wanted to know a little bit about the about the process, about what's involved with making a show, and I. I'm going to try to get to as much of it as I can without without exposing too much of how the sausage is made. If you if you knew all the details behind the, the, the everything, you'd you'd be so disgusted. You'd never listen again. But um the the first thing you want to know was what what motivated me to do a show. And I I started thinking about it and I started looking back and, and thinking back to the days and everything. And I, at one point I had to do a presentation at the place I was working at the time. And I, I was like a bit, 
a bit anxious about it. I'm not the best public speaker. I'm not the worst, but I'm also, I'm not the best. And I, I decided that what I would do is I would record myself giving the speech and I'd listen to it and then I'd be able to like, be able to get an idea of what I would need to improve on, what I would need to do and everything. And I, I did that on my phone and I started, I started like listening back to it and I was like, you know, this doesn't sound so bad. You sound all right. There are, there are people out there doing, doing shows, doing pods or whatever that sound far worse than you do. And this is like your first ever attempted at anything. So I kind of, I kind of started recording myself talking about different stuff, trying to, trying to get myself used, 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 used to my voice. And I, I, over time, I, I really did. We all kind of have like this, um, this kind of, this idea that we sound weird. When we're recorded. And I, I kind of wanted to listen to myself to where I got past the point. And I, I would be able to, like, maybe do something with that ability. And I, I was, like, a big fan of Paws. I was listening to, like, The Retroist and, like, crazy, creepy, cool movies with my good pal Doug McCoy. Things like that. And I decided, you know, I think I could do this, too. And I, I started thinking, like, what would be a good idea? What would be something that I, I wouldn't mind talking about all the time? And I was like, well, you go to Toys R Us like three, four, five, ten times a week. So why don't you just like do a news report about what you saw at Toys R Us that day? That's where the Toys R Us report came from because I was going to be down there reporting on what was in stock. And like over time, the show kind of grew and it kind of changed into what it is now. At one point, I really wanted to get the show onto the uh, Throwback Network. That was like a popular retro network at the time. And while while I didn't really have like a retro show, I listened to a lot of retro theme shows. And I, I wanted to be part of that. And I, I reached out to um, Rob O'Hara, who you might know from uh, You Don't Know Flack, which is a, a podcast that I love. And he, he mentioned to me that he would love to have the show on the network, but he wanted me to up the retro content, and he suggested that maybe I should, like, do a toy feature every episode. So, for a period of time, if you listen to the early episodes, the show was, the show was about the history of different toy lines, and I, I didn't mind doing that, but over time, the research and everything, it just, it became such a bear that I, I really wasn't enjoying it. And at the same time, I kind of, I kind of thought that I had more to give the world than just, like, teaching them about something that, like, I myself am learning about at the same time. Because I know a lot about toys. But I don't, like, exactly know, like, the history of every toy that's ever come down the line. So, I was doing a lot of research. Sorry. You can hear me banging around. I'm messing around with some, um, some, some G.I. Joe figures that are on my desk right now. I shan't reveal who they are because I'm going to talk about it on the show at a future date. But I'll, I'll stop. I apologize. But, um, I felt like I had more to give the world than just, re- re- like, reciting facts. So I I started working on different things that I could do, different things I could talk about, and eventually the show became, like, like what it is right now. Like, what it is that, that you know and love. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like it's a peek inside of me, what I think about, what, I, what I'm like, and, and I like that, because I don't think there's anybody out there who could do the show exactly like I do. I think that it's, it's, it's like... It's me. It's me. It's me putting myself out there for you guys to listen to. I I do the show generally. This is like the normal Icy Robot show. This show I do on like a quicker, 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 quicker pace. But in, in, in general, I um I work on the show like a little bit every day. 
like every day I'll spend like 45 minutes or sometimes an hour. I'll record a segment, do the production, you know, do the beats, do the effects and things that, that you like the drops and all that stuff. But the, the way that I do it is I'll record a segment and then I'll stop and then I will edit the vocals of that part. So then as I go along, I'm all caught up with the editing. And then by the time I get to the end of the show, the show is in fact all edited up. So that's, that's nice. I always have to go through and like, you know, do some touching up or whatever, but by and large, the, um, the show is done. I think, I think the idea of having to like edit an hour of vocals at one time is, is really, really daunting because you have to listen to it. You have to listen to it all over again. So I find to me, listening in smaller chunks is a lot easier than like doing it in the uh, the big chunks. I I hope that that gave you like some idea of what what what's going on. I use a, a blue Yeti microphone. It's white. I have a, a homemade um uh, what do you call it uh, pop filter that I made out of a uh, out of a nylon and a uh, coat hanger. I, I like it. I, I could have improved it over the years, but hey, man, it's all working just fine. So it's like why why bother? He also. He also wanted to know if I have um, any relatives who listen. He knows I have a brother, and he knows I got the old wife, and I got the the child 2.0. And he wanted to know if um, any of these people ever listen. And as far as I know, and I did ask at one point, 2.0 has never listened. She's not interested. She hears me talk enough at home. The wife, the wife has heard like an episode here and there, but her her idea is basically like she hears me talking all the time. So like, why would she want to hear it for an hour or more? And I totally, I totally get that. She likes the, um, the patron show, the POS, a lot more than she likes the, uh, standard Icy Robots show. My mom listens every once in a while. I know that my dad listens. He's mentioned that to me that he listens. He thinks that, in his opinion, a lot of work goes into it. He, he thinks that I sound pretty good. Um, he actually complimented me on it the, the last time I saw him in person, which was, which was a rare occurrence. My dad's a great guy, real great guy, really uh, hardworking, good person. But he's not—he's not quick with the compliments. So when he, when he threw me one about the show, I knew that I—I uh, I knew I must be doing something right. It felt really good. But um, I don't know if he listens to like every single one or if he just listens like every once in a while. It's hard to say. Hard to say. He might be listening right now. I don't know. I imagine that. With uh, them also being, like, self-isolating in the house. He's got a lot of time. A lot, a lot, a lot of time on his hands right now. So who knows, man? Who knows? I uh, I hope that, like, this answered some of the questions that uh, that you had. I hope that that, that kind of, like, I don't know, makes the show more, more real in a way. You know, I hope that you, that you can see me behind the microphone right now. I'm just like you. I'm just like everybody. I'm just like everyone else. I'm an everyman. I'm a nice guy. I I think I'm going to get up out of here. Uh the show feels like it's coming together to me. This is the um this is the first episode where I felt like it really really is starting to uh to come together. I hope you feel the same way. I'll I'll be back in a couple days. I would appreciate it if you could share this on your Twitter, please. Share the link, share it on Facebook. Let people know that while the world is having problems, there's a man out there, that man being me, who is who is worried about you, who's out there trying to do for you, man. Just just know that I care. I'm worried about everybody. Worried about all of us. I care about us all. 
But uh, I'll talk to you guys again in a couple days. Until we do, do the time. Don't let the time do you. Kevin Costner, take us out of here. Times seem hard right now. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production.